0: work of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program the Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, President of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. It's certainly a joy to have you with us today as we look again into the Word of God. It's always a privilege to uh, be able to fellowship with you here at this microphone and this radio broadcast each week at this time. It's it's just a joy to 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 be able to turn to the pages of God's Word. And allow the Spirit of God to speak to us through 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 the Scripture. Uh, today we're going to return to the Book of Galatians, and we're going to be examining these these last few verses in the Book of Galatians. You know, we've if you've been studying with us on a regular basis, and by the way, I sure I certainly hope that you do that. Uh, perhaps you're listening today for the first time, and uh, this is the first time you've heard our study together. I, I trust you'll mark down the time of day it is, the day of the week it is, and the place on the radio dial that that you're listening and uh this this radio broadcast is is uh, on the air and a number of places all across the United States. And so it, it might be at a different time and different stations and different places. But where you are, you know when you're listening and you know what station you're, you're hearing, hearing it on. And I'd encourage you to, to, to mark it down and study with us each week. This is a Bible study program. We're not here to try to sell you something. We're not here to try to get you to join something. We don't have a denomination to promote or or a philosophy or a tradition to uphold. We're simply here to study God's Word. And what a joy. It is to be able to take the word of God. The Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. And you know if you're going to get the profit out of God's word that He's put in it for you, you have to approach it God's way. That is, you have to study to show thyself approved unto God. Paul said, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Be able to come to the word of God and study it God's way. You'll never be able to do that if you if you come and study it with denominational glasses. Uh, God never established denominations. In the Bible, uh, there there were no denominations. Those were things that men established. Many times, in, in, through church history, in fact, as denominations have been formed, oftentimes they've been formed for good reasons. And by that I mean there have been fights and issues over, over doctrine and battles that had to be fought. and And men gathered together, saints gathered together to defend truth. But once you gather together to defend truth, that's how God works through the church, the the body of Christ, the church, the living God, the pillar in the ground of truth, to stand up for the truth. Unfortunately, the result of many of those uh, of those kind of activities is that that machinery was set up, denominational machinery and hierarchy, and 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 you know you get a man with a message that that, that produces a movement to stand for truth, and then when you begin to add machinery to it. Well, when you begin to add that 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 machinery, that organizational, denominational machinery, and the traditions to uphold, and the the reputations to maintain, then it begins to be uh, a machine. And as soon as it turns into machinery, it turns into a morgue that uh, has a monument over it, and it turns into dead men's bones. Well, we're not that, that's not where we're at. We're simply at, at taking God's word and studying the Bible, getting the truth out of God's word that's there, and. Work effectively in you that believe. And if you've ever just wanted to study the Bible for what it is, well, my friend, that's our goal and our purpose. We say, search and see. Don't take it from me. Be a Berean. Uh, The Bereans received the word that Paul preached to them with all readiness of mind. They were eager to hear God's word. And then they searched the scriptures daily to see if those things were so. Well, we've been searching our way through the book of Galatians. And if you're interested in studying the Bible, boy, there's there's hardly a place you could start that would be be more challenging and more liberating than the wonderful book of Galatians. And we've come down to the very last few verses in that book. Uh, Most people, when they think of Galatians, they can think of two verses uh, that they learn to quote. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And Galatians 6.14, But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. We started looking at that passage last week, and I showed you how that that, that Paul, Paul gloried, the verse says, in the cross. It's not just the glory of the cross, all the things that the cross has accomplished for him. But he said, I'm going to glory in it in the cross. It's because of the cross, because of the glory of the cross, that Paul gloried in the cross. And he made the cross work of Christ the center, the focus, uh, of of his boasting, of his life, of his praise, of his of his worship, of his attention and and his affection, the preaching of the cross. Why did he make the cross the center of everything in his life? And uh, the cross, when I say that, I'm not talking about a, a symbol on a wall or a little necklace that you wear around your neck or or an ambulance that you... are not talking about symbols. We're talking about the cross work of Christ. We're talking about the total Saviorhood of the Lord Jesus Christ accomplished in what he, what, he, what he did when he died for our sins, was buried and rose again the third day for our justification so he could be the author of eternal life to us. When Paul talks about the cross, he's not talking about the gory goo or the, or the wooden stake. He's talking about what was accomplished there for us. Why is it that he that he made that the focus of all of his life? Well, it gives you three reasons here. first, we saw last time he, he said, "The cross changed my relationship to the world by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world, the cross is what separated Paul and it separates you and me from the from the world, from the system of uh, of uh what he called in chapter one God Christ gave himself for, for us, chapter one, verse four of Galatians, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God." And our Father, the cross is the way God's will is accomplished in our life. By whom I am crucified, the world is crucified unto me. I'm separated. I don't have to do it myself. I'm crucified with Christ. I have a new position in Christ that has set me apart from the world system. Uh, I've been translated from the kingdom of dark, from the power of darkness. Colossians chapter one verse thirteen. It says it a little different way, but it's the same issue. Colossians 1.13, Paul says about God the Father who has who's delivered us from the power of darkness. He's delivered us, he's saved us from the, from the right, the authority uh, of, of the satanic policy of evil to work in our life, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood. You see, Jesus Christ won the right to change our citizenship at the cross. And Paul says, My citizenship's been changed. The cross did something to change my whole relationship with everything about me. And not only was the world crucified unto me, I was crucified unto the world. The the practical effects of understanding the cross and focusing on on, on the 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 work of Jesus Christ and who God has made us in him is that Paul said, I just lost all my taste for the world. <laughs> I'm dead to the world. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive unto God. I'm just all wrapped up in, in, in what God's doing. And it's the cross that changes that. You know, today you may be, you may be bound. I, we, we deal, as a pastor, I deal with people all the time that are, that are struggling, bound by, by various sinful practices. Maybe, maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's sex maybe it's greed and avarice and maybe it's 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 longing for a position and fame maybe it's a, a, just a bad spirit and and an irritable disposition and maybe it's pride or arrogance or rebellion all kind of things that that that, that reach in and grab a hold of people you know we we see constantly in the work of the ministry people that are that are bound by sin by sin's galling fetters chained like a slave, I struggled in vain, the songwriter said. Then I received a glorious freedom (laughs) when Jesus came and broke my fetters in twain. And there's a reality. See, there's this transforming, this life-transforming power of the gospel of the cross. And Paul said, I've experienced that, and it's changed all of my life, and it set me free. Then he says in verse 15, for in Christ Jesus. By the way, if you long for freedom today, it isn't going to be in psychology, it isn't going to be in, in, in religious reformation, it isn't going to be in you bucking it up and learning to be a Tony Robbins kind of a guy and that kind of stuff. No, it's going to be in Christ. That's the only place there's real, lasting freedom, because that's the only place you can get real, lasting life. If that's what where your heart is today, if that's what if that's what you long for— you say, Brother Rick, but I tried religion. I tried Christ. I tried the Bible, and it didn't work. Can I tell you, no, you didn't try it. You tried something you might have thought was the Bible. Maybe you tried some religious experience. I wouldn't, I'm wouldn't. i not recommending religion here to you. We've already studied in Galatians 6. Paul says religion is just a cover-up for sin. It isn't designed to, to set you free. It's designed to put you in bondage. It's the cross that sets you free. And can I tell you that if you try if you trust, you just rely on the cross work of Jesus Christ, it'll work. Paul says, I glory in the cross of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. I've been set free. For in Christ Jesus, verse 15, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. You see, the cross does what the law, the cross does what the flesh, the cross does what your performance could never do. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. Now, that's that's a great statement. That's part of that special dispensational revelation given to the Apostle Paul. You know, my friend, if you don't study your Bible dispensational, you don't rightly divide the word of truth, you'll never understand that verse. There, the only place you could, when I say that, I think, wow, poor if people just, if, if they just knew what was in the Bible. From Genesis chapter 17, when God gave circumcision to Abraham, the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, as a sign of the covenant of circumcision that he made with the nation Israel, from that time all the way through the Bible, all the way through the earthly ministry of Christ, all the way through the early Acts period, all the way to the ministry of the Apostle Paul, the issue of circumcision, if you were not circumcised in the flesh made by hands and in the and the circumcision of the heart, then then you, you were cut off from God. In fact, the apostle Peter, we, we've studied this in Galatians chapter two. The apostle Peter, one of the twelve and the and the twelve apostles with him, the others are the twelve, and all of the Pentecostal Jerusalem church in early Acts preached what is called in Galatians two verse seven, the gospel of the circumcision. The good news of God's working through the nation Israel and through Abraham's multiplied seed and the blessings that God had through the Abrahamic covenant. Now, Paul says, in Christ, in the church, the body of Christ today, with the change in the program, go back and read Galatians 2 and see how Peter and and, and James and John gave to Paul the right hand of fellowship and said, you go to the uncircumcision and we'll go to the circumcision. We'll, we'll contain our ministry with the, the Israel of God that he talks about here in Galatians 6.16, and you go out to all the, the masses of the world out there that are, that are now cut off from God. That's a change in the program. We studied in great detail back in Galatians 2 about that change in the program that is introduced by Christ from heaven's glory through the ministry of the Apostle Paul. And now, in the dispensation of grace, now the way God deals with people is that in Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. It doesn't make any difference to God today if you're circumcised or you're not. In, in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything. Circum, being circumcised won't make you strong with God. It won't, won't help you overcome anything. It has no power. Being uncircumcised has no power. You see, it isn't your physical performance. Now, Galatians 6, verse 13, Paul said, Neither they that, who are circumcised keep the law, but the desire to have you circumcised, that they may glory in your flesh. There's religion out there wanting you to have this physical operation, this performance thing, to, to, so they can glory in your flesh. Paul said, none of that matters. Whether you do or you don't, it isn't an issue. The difference is the cross. The difference is the cross. In Christ, you and I have a new identity. We've been moved from Adam into Christ. God placed us into his son, and and, and there's something new going on today. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. The old system of circumcision and uncircumcision is not an issue with God anymore. The thing that's the issue today the thing that counts with god today is this new creature if any man be in christ he's a new creature he's part of this new this new man this body of christ the spiritual body of christ that god is forming today and the only issue that counts with god today it, the only issue that counts with god in any in any day is what god's doing that's the rule you know what is the rule <laughs> that's the rule the only thing that counts with god's what he's doing and what he's doing today is forming the new creature. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And Paul's epistles are filled with with instructions about about us being in Christ. God, he says to the Colossians, that that God would have the saints to know what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You're in Him. He's in you, and He. Is our hope of glory. Colossians 2, verse number 6, Paul says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up where? In him. Have your, the, 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 the idea of being rooted in Christ, that is, your life comes from him. Where is your life today? I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And I'm built up where? In him. Not built you see, building us up hasn't got anything to do with building a physical building. Too often we mistake the church for a building down here on the corner, and we think that building the church means building on buildings and, 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 and putting people in the church building and running programs on a church. Well that isn't it at all. Rooted and built up in him in Christ. Established in the faith as you've been taught. That's why this is a Bible study program. You go to the average church today, I know what happens. You drive up in the parking lot, just unscrew your head, put it in the glove compartment, you're not going to need it while you're in the building because what goes on in the average church, and I'm not talking about simply, I am talking about liturgical churches and and where it's just a bunch of formal stuff, but I'm talking about the so-called evangelical churches where it's little less than fanatical emotionalism, and it's just mindless repetition of unthinking things. Someone has said that the world's, when Paul said, I would not have you to be ignorant brethren. Ignorant brethren is the world's largest denomination. The average church you go to today, this weekend, you won't need your, your thinking cap. Now that's a shame. That's too bad. And that's not the way God designed it to be. Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Paul said, that's what counts with God. Jesus Christ did what religion couldn't do, what religion couldn't achieve, what his performances couldn't uh, affect. He did what really counts with God because he is the issue. And you know, it's still that way. The issue with God is still that you'd be rooted in him, that you'd be built up in him. Then he says in verse 16, as many as walk according to this rule. That is, as many as as live according to to the, the rule of grace that the only thing that really counts with God is, is is the identity he's given us in the new creature. Peace be unto them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. You see, it's the cross that not only changed Paul's relationship to the world and set him free. The cross not only did what fleshly performance-based systems couldn't do, gave him a new identity in Christ, but the law brought him salvation with all of its blessings peace and mercy you see when you when you walk in, in the identity God gives you in Christ there's there's peace there's mercy that, that, those two terms tie, tie up the the idea of salvation and, and the blessings that God has given to us in Christ when you live a, when you walk when your life is filled with the rule of grace, When your life is filled with just glorying in the cross and saying that Jesus Christ is everything, I'm not the issue, my performance isn't the issue, but the reign and the rule of the grace of God. Just as sin had reigned unto death, even so grace now reigns through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. And when you walk according to that rule, then peace and mercy... Begin, begin to be the things that, that fill your life, the privileges of, of God's grace. Peace is, is that, that, that uh, positive side. Uh, uh, we're born in a world of conflict, a co- world of conflict with God, with itself. And we have peace with God. We're on God's side. And not only do we have the peace with God, but we have the peace of God that keeps our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We have mercy. That's, the, that, that's sort of the, the, the negative side. We have mercy from God. We have forgiveness and, 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 uh, and, and uh, uh, salvation and redemption and adoption and acceptance. We have all these things from God. You've got, we've got a, a, an established relationship with God where he doesn't hold anything against us. You want peace? You want mercy? You want all that salvation provides for you today? Well, you make Christ everything. Everything. You glory in the cross like Paul did, and by the way, when he says "and upon the Israel of God," that's the little flock. Uh, they they they're to abide by this new order, this new dispensational arrangement that that's introduced by Paul too. Now, the little flock and the body of Christ, obviously here, are not the same, or you wouldn't have identified them separately. But they're both now, according to the agreement in Galatians 2, to live under the, the, the uh, prevailing order of the dispensation of grace, of the rules that Paul has established, because that's what God's doing now. From henceforth, Paul says, Let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's in contrast with the people that are trying to get them to be circumcised. Paul had... Physical marks in his body which spoke of a consecration to Christ far beyond physical circumcision. You remember what he wrote to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. You want to sit down and kind of blush sometimes. Sit down and take 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 18 to the end of the chapter and read about Paul's own account of his own life of, of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Five times. Three, three times I was beaten with a rod. Once I was stoned, three times I suffered shipwreck, night and day in the deep. He said, I've got physically, you can look at me, and I have physical marks in my body that that came from preaching Christ, preaching grace, glorying in the cross. Paul said, I'm the real thing. I'm not the phony like this bunch of religious crowd trying to get you to do a bunch of things when they really don't want to suffer persecution. I've I I know something about the the persecution and the sufferings of Christ. Paul said, in Philippians chapter one: For under under you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on Him but also to suffer for His sake, having the same conflict which you have seen in me, and now here to be in me. And Paul said to the Corinthians, he said, I don't I don't want to know the the speech of these people this, this crowd. I want to know the power. I want to see the authenticity of Christ living in you. And Paul said, from now on, I don't want anybody bothering me. I don't want anybody troubling me. I don't want them troubling you. He started the book by saying, there be some that trouble you. And what were they doing? They were trying to exclude the Galatians from Paul. And Paul's made his argument now, and he concludes, and he says, I'm the real article. I'm the real article. We don't need any more of this other stuff. He's our apostle. We're to follow him. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Be with your spirit. Amen. I love the way he ends. Brethren, he started Galatians 6 that way. He started chapter 1 that way. This book is for the family of God. Grace is the issue for the family of God. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Be about the family's business, will you? Quit stopping on the way to be a religious part of the religious crowd. Just be about the family's business. And what's that? The grace of God. And where do you find that? You find it in the cross of Christ. The grace of God is all that God is free to do for us through the finished work of Calvary. Amen, Paul says. That's sort of the Star Trek would say. Um, make it so. Make it so. Make make this great epistle of defense of God's grace. Make God's grace the business of your life. You know, you need to, you need to be able to glory in the cross that way. Let me give you a, a free Bible study tape. It's entitled... I will glory in the cross. Now, that's an original title, isn't it? <laughs> it goes through this passage that we're finishing with Galatians here with a little more thoroughly, of course, than I can do in just a you know just a few short minutes of study here like this. But I'd like to give it to you so that you can have living in your life the power and uh, of the cross work of Jesus Christ, the life of Christ. You can say in your life with Paul, "I'm crucified with Christ." yet it's not I but Christ that lives in me. That come becomes a reality in your life as your faith rests on an intelligent understanding of God's Word to you. It's the great privilege of the Christian life. I'd like to give you the, the tape free as a gift from me to you. To receive your free copy, simply call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. Or of course, you can write me here at the at, at the riches of grace box ninety seven bloomingdale illinois six o one o eight that's the riches of grace box ninety seven bloomingdale illinois six o one o eight my friend, we also want you to know about grace school of the bible because we have a we have a rather uniquely designed three year bible institute program available on an extension basis. Our school is, is unique in, in several ways. First, we, we follow the Pauline design for the edification of the believer in our curriculum. Rather, rather than patterning our curriculum after the standard systematic theologies that are uh, used by most Bible institutes and Bible schools and seminaries, we, we followed a clearly designed outline and pattern for edification that's found in Paul's epistles. And what that does is it allows students to grow to maturity uh, the Pauline way and, and to quickly be prepared for the ministry that the Lord has for them. Another, another uniqueness of, of Grace School of the Bible is that it's offered on an extension basis through the use of a video. In other words, we send the school to you rather than requiring you to come to us. And what that does is allows you to enjoy the regular Sound Bible teaching and edification in the comfort and convenience of your own home and to fit it into your own scheduling demands and the and the ministry that perhaps you already have where you are. If you are or you have ever desired to be a serious student of God's word, why not call us today for a free catalog? That number again is 888-535-2300. And let me also say thanks to those who are helping us to keep this program on this station. This is uh, genuinely listener-supported radio. And I hope you're encouraged to know that there are folks in your area who love the Word of God rightly divided and who rejoice in the message of grace and the joy of the grace life. My friend, if you don't have a fellowship to attend this week, where the message of grace is taught from the rightly divided word and the grace life is clearly proclaimed, call me, and we'll put you in touch with a group in your area where you can find that fellowship and encouragement. Our number again is 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me at any time at The Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. And friend, if you're still not sure of salvation, that your sins are forgiven, and that you have eternal life as a present possession, be sure to let us know, and we'll be happy to send you some gospel literature that will make the way plain. That number again is 888-535-2300. Thanks for joining us today, and until we meet again this same time and place next week, Maranatha. Join Fundspot and the Salem Media Group Orlando Family of Stations. Raise badly needed funds for House of Hope Orlando. Call now 407-843-8686. 407-843-8686. Go online to thewordorlando.com or theanswerorlando.com. Join Renee Humphreys for Central Florida Healthline Saturdays at noon for cutting-edge research on a wide variety of topics, showing you how to enjoy optimal energy levels, great digestion, how to develop a healthy immune system, weight management, healthy skin, and deep sound sleep. Central Florida Healthline with Renee Humphreys, Saturdays at noon on the new AM 990 and FM 101.5, The Word, and online at thewordorlando.com the word with you wherever you go with our mobile app the word alexa tune in iheart and radio.com am 990 and fm 101.5 the word florida's most powerful voice in christian talk radio fifty thousand watts the new am 990 and fm 101.5 the word wtln orlando w26ct orlando where faith comes by hearing Make It Clear Ministries has sponsored this Make It Clear broadcast. Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. Welcome to Make It Clear. I am so glad that you could be with us today. For those of you that are with us often, you'll know that our program is really a life application Bible teaching. where We can really take God's word and put it right into your life right now. But then there are times that I take a break from that because I want you to meet people.